Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Heavenly Father, we just give thanks to you this morning. We give thanks to you this morning for your goodness, for your faithfulness, for your mercy. We thank you, Lord, that your mercies are new every day. Every day, fresh breath. Father, we thank you for the abundant blessings that we have for being in this country. We thank you for the abundant blessings we have for being in this church. Father, we thank you for the city of Erie. Father, we thank you that no longer will it be called dreary Erie. But Father, I speak prophetic new life over this city. New life. That's right. The gem city. Creativity shall begin to flow in the name of Jesus. Businesses begin to thrive in the name of Jesus. Government will begin making changes that need to be made in the name of Jesus. Schools supernaturally protected and blessed in the name of Jesus. Teachers trained up, training up students in the name of Jesus. Father, we are thankful, we are grateful that we are here. You've called us to this place for this time, for this purpose. Father, have your way in this place. And Father, have your way in this message today that our eyes would be open, our ears would be open, that our lives would change forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, open your Bibles with me. To We are walking through the book of Ephesians. So go to Ephesians 5 with me. Ephesians 5. And I'm going to pick up in verse 3 which is where we left off last week, verse 3. And can I tell you something? I'm going to get through about one verse today. Maybe two, but probably just one verse. And so I'm always asking, I'm like, Lord, like, what, are we going to be in Ephesians forever? He's like, no, it's okay. Let the people know it's okay. We will get through Ephesians at some point in time, but this is where he has us for this point in time and for this reason. And I'm amazed that as I'm working through this series, I'm telling you, I promise you, I am not that forward-thinking. This is all God's plans and purposes that we are going to be talking about a verse on Thanksgiving today. Like this, I did not like plan ahead and be like, I'm going to stop at Ephesians 5 verse 3 exactly on the Sunday before Thanksgiving so that I have this pretty little Thanksgiving message all wrapped and tidy for everybody. No, it just happened that way because God has to talk about, he wants to talk about Thanksgiving today and what does that mean in our life and what does that lead to in our life, which is the most important thing. So I want to first look, and you can stay in Ephesians, our foundational verse for this series has been 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. See, Pastor Jason, we're going through Ephesians. Why is the foundational verse in another book of the Bible? Because that's how God works. That's how God works. God's word talks about God's word. And you look at one place and it's confirmed his word in another place. And that's why this scripture is from somewhere else. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, 
all things have become new. I truly believe that this morning when some of you came up here, some old things were being stripped away. Some old things that were hidden in secret, in the darkness, were being stripped away. I didn't get up here and ask you to yell out your sin or your problem or your challenge, but the Bible clearly states, confess your sin. Confess your sin one to another, lest you be healed. And he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You understand that? This is a process. Confession is a process, and it's an important part of our walk. Last week we looked at Ephesians 4, uh, verse 32, and we got through verse 5, uh, verse 2, uh, chapter 5, verse 2, talking about being imitators of Jesus. How to walk in love. How to walk in sacrifice. How to walk in forgiveness. How to walk valuing one another. We talked about what that looks like. And today I want to talk about if in our identity we have the ability to have peace. Church, we can have peace. And I think too often, me included here, this message is much for me as anybody else, we see peace as the absence of challenges in our life. I am just like, you know, I want some peace and quiet. Okay, come to my house. You quickly want some peace and quiet. And somehow, me included, that we begin to believe that life needs to be quiet and not have any challenges going on for us to have peace. But oh my goodness, we're going to look at some scriptures this morning that the Bible doesn't say that anywhere. It doesn't say that anywhere peace is linked to you having a nice, easy life with no challenges, with all your bills paid, with the perfect little marriage, in the perfect little house, on the perfect little street, doing the perfect little thing. No, it doesn't say any of that. This peace is not tied to any of that. This is a peace from Him. This is a peace from God. This is an inner peace that only comes from Him. That only comes from him that no matter the circumstance, no matter the storm, no matter the waves, no matter the challenge, no matter what's going on in your life, peace is still available to you. It's like, thank you, Jesus. Because guess what? Life is not on the perfect little street with the perfect little house. Life can be difficult. Each and every one of you walked in here, you could probably rattle off two or three major challenges. And I mean major challenges that are going on in your life or in the life of a loved one. This is just what it is. But the Bible promises that we can walk in a supernatural peace no matter what is happening. And I'm like, Jesus, teach me how to do that, please. Show me how to do that via your Holy Spirit on the inside of me because this is what I want. This is what I want for this Thanksgiving holiday. This is what I want for the Christmas holiday. I want an inner peace that passes all understanding. Because I'm currently have not been walking in it. This is my confession time. I get to do it publicly. I have not been walking in peace. I've allowed circumstances, what people have said, what people think, dictate my peace. I have so many kids. Oh, woe is me. Are you kidding me? I am blessed. Blessed. I am blessed with an amazing wife, an amazing marriage. Yet the enemy distracts us 
with certain things and we lose our peace. And I want to show you how we can regain it back and how we can keep it in the name of Jesus. Anybody want to know about that? Okay. Verse 3. Ephesians 5, verse 3. But fornication and all uncleanliness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you. Hmm. As is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting. Old man, old man, old man, put it all away. And here's the key to this whole thing. But rather, but rather giving of thanks. The new creation, the new man, the new identity in your life needs to be marked with giving thanks. And you're going to see in a minute, it is actually the key to peace. It is one of the major keys to having peace in your life is giving thanks. Look, I love Thanksgiving. Oh, do I love Thanksgiving. It is like, like mucho, I love it, I love it, I love it. It's my favorite, favorite, favorite holiday. I don't even know why. It's like, well, Jesus wasn't born and Jesus didn't raise from the dead on this holiday. Why is this one of your favorite holidays? I love it. There's football. There's stuffing. Like Christmas falls on different... I mean, well, don't get me wrong. I love Christmas, okay? I'm here because of Christmas. You're here because of Christmas. We're here because of Easter. I get that. But I just love Thanksgiving. I love cranberry sauce. Forget it. I love when it comes out of the can and even has all the little... You guys, you're all right looking forward to this. Like, you know, the little... What are they, what are they called on the side? Like the... The, the ridges, Yeah. Wow, the ridges. You cut both sides open and it just comes out real nice on the plate. Like, who's looking forward to this this week? Yeah? Man, this is a great holiday. This is amazing. I love it. Corn, mashed potatoes, whatever you like. This is awesome. I love this holiday. And I think I love it so much because it helps us to give thanks. You know, Christmas, and I'll probably preach on this a little bit. Christmas, as leading up to Christmas, everyone gets so busy. And so distracted by getting gifts for the 75 people on their list, you completely miss the purpose of the holiday. And I think this is why I love Thanksgiving. There's, you know, I don't have to buy anybody gifts. I don't have to rush around to the store anywhere except for Wegmans to get the right size turkey in time. Like it's the only thing that matters right now. And I love this holiday because everything else kind of gets pushed away and I can focus on giving thanks. We can focus on giving thanks. Plus, we have some days off, which is always great, too. So I want to talk about this supernatural peace. And I'll tell you what, the Lord, just like I talked about a few weeks ago, putting a warning sign up, like, as you walk through the door, whatever I'm, okay, so whatever I'm preaching on on Sunday, I have had challenges all during the week regarding this. Woohoo, fun. I love the series on peace. This is great. I love identity. Like, all this is what I'm... But now, guess what? Now I'm going to share with you, and now each and every one of you get to walk in the challenge of trying to maintain and adhere to the peace that passes all understanding that God has for you. And the enemy doesn't want you to walk out of here with it. He doesn't want you to walk out of here and walk all through this week and this month and the rest of your life with it. So he's going to try to come against it. And I say no in Jesus' name, so listen carefully what God has in store. During my Bible reading this week, it was not in Ephesians. I've been reading in Romans. And just 
I was reading Romans, it was in uh, uh, chapter 14 and verse 17. You don't have to turn there, you can stay in Ephesians, but we have it on the overhead screen. And this, this uh, scripture just absolutely just like hit me in the face. It says this, for the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is Thanksgiving week, why am I reading this? On Thanksgiving week, I don't understand why the scripture is coming up. So this kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoa, the kingdom of God. We've been, we did a whole series on calling forth the kingdom of God. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come. What we're asking for is his righteousness to come. Thank you, Lord, for Jesus and what he did, and we're asking for this peace and for this joy. So when we are operating and working in the kingdom of God, we are operating in an identity of peace and joy and righteousness. I'm like, whoa, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. Then I went into Psalm 100. Psalm 100, I read that this morning, verse 4, because it's Thanksgiving. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And then into his courts with praise, be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Enter into his gates with what? Thanksgiving. With giving thanks. Into his courts. Doesn't that sound like his, his place? Doesn't that sound like his kingdom? Wait a second. So I started putting these things together that said, wait a second, as I begin, as we begin to give thanks for who God is, for what he's done, remembering the things he's done in our life, we begin to enter into his kingdom. And what do we find when we get into his kingdom? Righteousness, peace, and joy. Praise God. Oh my gosh, giving thanks is the key to walking in peace. Like, where, where have I been? You all maybe already know this. I was like, What? This is awesome. This is great stuff. Thank you, Jesus. So as I'm walking through stuff, he is helping me do this. And then I read the next day. I'm reading a chapter a day. Don't judge me. Okay? Or chapter a day. The next day, I'm reading Romans 15 now. Okay? I'm reading Romans 15. Now may the God of hope... Oh. So now we're talking about what God's going to do. We give thanks... We begin to enter into his presence. Peace and joy are what? I, I don't have to go grab it. I don't have to like reach up for it. To, it says, whoa, the God of hope will fill you with all joy and peace. I'm like, yes, this is great. And then it says these two words, in believing. Ooh, this is right. Translation after translation, you look, it actually is talked about trusting. Trusting trusting in him so i'm like wait a second the key to peace and joy first is we're giving thanks we enter into his kingdom but we have to trust him you cannot have that inner peace on the inside of you if you do not trust that god is going to do what he says he's going to go do because what happens is you begin to stir up yourself. Well, I have to do something. I have to make the phone call. I have to go here. I have to go there. I need to, I need to, I need to, I need to. And you get all wrapped up, all twisted up, because you're actually not trusting him. 
He fills. He does the work through the Holy Spirit. All peace, all joy when we are trusting in him. He does the work. We just have to trust him. We just have to trust him and we give thanks. So this big key here to me is we have to, in believing, we have to trust. When we have lost our peace, if you want to reflect in your life, if you're like, I am not walking with an inner peace, I would challenge you to say that you are not trusting God in that situation. It's like a direct corollary. Like you talk about statistical corollaries. Like this, I don't mean, maybe there's some other way that this could happen, but for me it was like, if you are all tied up in knots, you have all this anxiety and you're all upset, is truly because you are not fully trusting him. That's like, look, I'm with you, man. I get it. I, I feel it. But if you reflect on your life, say, this situation that I have right now, I am getting all tied up with anxiety and fear and all these things, that it is because you are not truly trusting I'm going to tell you in a little bit what you can do when you begin to feel that way. What are you supposed to go do? Many of you are here, you've gone through situations in your life, and you've asked, where is God? Why did this happen? Why did that happen? Church, we live in a fallen world, and people sin, and there's an enemy. It is not God's intention for many of these things to ever happen to you. But at the end of the day, you must turn to the scripture, turn to the word, and begin to truly reflect and ask him, God, who are you? Who are you in my life? I look around and I see what the world says God is. But I need to look right here and begin to build my trust in him for what he says. Who does he say that I am? What is he going to do? How does he uphold his part of the promises that he has in store for us? When you look through the Bible, you see that he is faithful. He is trustworthy. He always delivers on his word. To trust someone means that you believe they will do what they say they will do. And they will act the way they say they will act. People, not completely trustworthy. God, completely trustworthy. If you've lost your peace in a certain situation, whatever it is, you need to turn to God and say, Lord, forgive me. I am not fully trusting you in this situation, and I'm asking for your forgiveness, and I'm asking you to show me that I can trust you in this situation. Then the Lord showed me John 16, verse 33. And I want to read a couple of these scriptures, and then I want to put pieces of them together and kind of give you this is how to walk in peace. John 16, 33. I'm actually going to read it from the Amplified. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. Perfect peace. In the world you have tribulation. Jesus told us this is going to happen. Oh my gosh, he said it was going to happen. Guess what it is? And distress and suffering. Like really, did did he have to write all three? 
It's like sometimes the amplified version, like you don't want to read the amplified version because it's like going to go into all the details about the stuff you don't want to hear. But it's good because you get to understand what Jesus has redeemed you from. That the peace that's available to you now, even though you have tribulation, even though you have challenges and suffering and distresses. But be courageous. It also says be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy, for I have overcome the world. Jesus speaking, I have overcome the world. In the, in the parentheses here in my version of Amplified, I don't know if it's the same, I think that one's a little bit different, it says, my conquest is accomplished. My victory is abiding. Holy cow, thank you, Lord, for Jesus. Let's just thank him for just a minute. Come on, church, Thanksgiving, we've got to practice this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, you have overcome the world. Mm, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, society so often defines peace as not being at war, right? We're in a time of peace. And I'm just like, well, does that make any sense? Actually, it does make a little bit of sense. Because when you are at war, you are not at peace. When you are at war on the inside here, and you are not fully trusting God, you are no longer at peace. You are at war. And when you are at war, the goal is to get to peace. Is it not? This is the goal. I got to get from the battle, I got to get to the peace. Because as we know from this morning, we're in the battle, and the battle gets you bloody, gets you beat up sometimes, which is what this word is saying already, but you can get to the peace. And so we need to run to that peace however, that, however we can. The supernatural peace is given to us when we've received Christ. You see, because it's, it's a gift that comes on the inside through the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace. So as we've accepted Jesus, if you've not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I would encourage you to do that today. Don't walk out of here not knowing for sure if something happened where you would go. You can be assured of your salvation this morning. We'll pray with you right here after service. Don't keep things in the dark anymore. But I've been going to church for so long, and I'm not sure if I'm saved. Come up here, and you shall be sure of your salvation. Don't hide stuff any longer. We have to stop hiding stuff. Where was I? Oh, thank you for Jesus. So Jesus... As we've accepted Jesus, the fruit begins to come into our life. Now, if you think of fruit, I've said this before, fruit is something that you have to maintain, you have to work on, something that grows over time. So you don't automatically just, moment I met Jesus, and I, you know, he saved me, he healed me, and he forgave me, all that stuff. There is still fruit that takes work in our life. Love, joy, peace, patience, all of it takes work in our life, and peace is one of these. But here's what I want to tell you this morning, is that this supernatural peace is an inner peace that settles deep inside, and you can experience that peace in times of rest and in times of challenge. Isaiah 26, verses 3 and 4, says this. It says, you will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because what? He trusts in you. Oh, Perfect peace when we trust in him. When we trust in him. 
Verse 4 says, trust in the Lord forever. For in Yah, the Lord is everlasting strength. You know, the translation of the perfect peace there is actually the word peace. And it's so it's like, it was like, hey, hey, peace, peace. Like double portion of peace. Just in case you were wondering, when you trust in the Lord, he brings a double portion of peace. Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. I told you, I'm doing one verse in Ephesians and we're going all over the place. Okay? Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. Be anxious for nothing. Trust in him. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with what? Thanksgiving. Wait a second. Even we bring our problems, our challenges, our cares, and our concerns, we bring them with thanksgiving because we're trusting in who he is. Let your requests be made known to God. And what happens? The peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. So let's put all these verses together here. I want to put all these verses together. The very first thing that we need to do to have the peace that passes understanding is trust God. Trust God. Isaiah 26, verse 3 and 4 says, as we looked at it, is you can trust in him when your mind is stayed on God. What does it mean to do that? By reading his word. By studying his word. By understanding who he is through the revelation of his word. You say, well, there's situations that I don't have peace about, Pastor Jason. What am I supposed to go do? Let's read the rest of Philippians 4, verse 8. Finally, here is your solution. You are not trusting God. You're not sure what to go do. This is the solution here to build this trust back up in him. Because in order to have peace in your life, you need to trust him. And so to have that trust in him, what do you need to go do? It tells, you, it tells us in Ephesians, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. These things right here. You want to begin to add trust and build trust in God? Begin to read this word. Begin to put it on the inside. Find the verses. Find the scriptures for the challenge that you're going through. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. The next thing we have to do is give thanks. You trust in him. I put all these scriptures together. You trust in him and then give thanks. Enter into his courts with thanksgiving. We enter into his presence with thanksgiving. I challenge you this week, I challenge you, if you are not walking in peace in any situation, begin to make a list this week of the things you're thankful for. Like, ah, that's like a, like a homework exercise for the, for, the, for the kiddos. It's a homework exercise for the adultos. I don't even know if that's a word. I made that up. And I did say crap earlier. I get it. I remember that I did that. Whatever, I'm sorry, whatever, if that offended you, whatever. It just happened, okay? So adulto is not a word. I get it, I was going off the kiddo thing, you got that. But what I'm saying is you got a homework assignment. You want to have peace in your life and you can't think of one thing you're thankful for. You want to have peace in your life, start writing down the things that you're thankful for. 
whatever they may, you may think, oh, this is so small, like I have shoes, oh. If, you, if God says, write that one down. Begin to write, you will be amazed at the list that you will create. And when something begins to happen in your life, and the enemy is coming after you and trying to steal your peace, you've got this little piece of paper that you can go back to and say, you know what? I'm not going to lose my peace because I am going to give thanks to the one who is praiseworthy and I want to enter into his presence. I want to enter into the peace and the joy that's available in his kingdom. So I'm going to be able to, I'm going to start reading this list because I tell you what, when the stuff happens, gosh, when it hits the fan, what is going on? When it happens... When life happens, you're not going to remember the list. You're going to be like, I can't think of anything that I'm thankful for. The relationship's falling apart. I can't pay the bill. I can't do this. I can't do that. And you're going to have to go to the list and say, oh, but I have the list to remind me. I have this to remind me. Look how good God is in my life. Look how faithful he is in my life. He redeemed me from this. He saved me from this. He protected me from this. I have this person in my life. I have that person in my life. I can do this. I can do that. I am breathing. Thank you, Jesus. Begin to make a list. Yes, you have a homework assignment. Jensen, I'm sorry. You you have to do the homework assignment too. Even though Jensen told me at the break she's got like 27 exams and five papers, do Monday after Thanksgiving. Who does that? What professor? I'm not going to name the school because no one's going to want to go there anymore. I don't know, Mercyhurst probably isn't like that. Stay local. I'm just kidding, Jensen. God bless Grove City. Oh. Seriously, you got homework to do. We have to write stuff down. We have to remember. We have to remember. Write scriptures down that you're thankful for. What's your favorite scripture this week? Write it down. Chris Valentine had a tweet, a tweet on Twitter, and it said this. This is so good. You probably won't be able to write it all down. I don't have it up behind you, but maybe you can Google it and find it if you're not on Twitter. It says, gratitude and thanksgiving, listen to this, gratitude and thanksgiving will inoculate, woo, inoculate you from a thousand evil attitudes. Oh. Actually giving thanks changes our attitude towards things. Oh, Lord, help me to give thanks more. It will deliver you from depression and posture you for prosperity. Oh, my goodness. Just by giving thanks? This is why you have a homework assignment. Because this is what I want for you in your life. I want depression to flee. I want an inner peace to walk through whatever storm it is to still be with you no matter what and for you to be able to prosper in life. If you are not thankful for what God has given you, why would he give you more? He who is faithful with little, he gives more. To be faithful with something is to be thankful for with what you have. Be thankful this week. And peace will come. The next thing we could see in these scripture verses that we went through is to guard your heart. Guard your heart. Don't be anxious. Don't let your heart get agitated. How am I supposed to go do this? What am I supposed to go do? You have to recognize the thoughts that are not 
from him. Because the enemy does not want you walking around in perfect peace, in peace peace. The double portion of peace he doesn't want you walking around in. And so he's going to whisper little things. Ah, you remember when that happened to you? Ah, was God really trustworthy when this happened to you? And you're going to have to recognize those thoughts and say, no, 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 no. Those thoughts are not from him. They have to go in Jesus' name. Don't partner with fear. Don't partner with fear. If you're walking in fear, it means you're not trusting God, which means you have no peace. You have no peace. You cannot walk in fear through a situation and have peace. This inner peace that passes all understanding. It's actually it's not even possible. Because what happens when what happens when you are in fear? You do one of three things. And I kind of made these up, but it feels like maybe I remembered them from a long time ago. You either fight, flight, or freeze. When you are in fear, and, and I mean fight, I don't mean to fight in a good way. Like, let's go fight the enemy and win this battle. I mean, you start fighting with people. You start fighting with yourself. You start fighting with inner thoughts and this inner battle. Or, you flight and you run away from the situation. Or you freeze and you're paralyzed by doing that. None of those are walking in peace. So you cannot walk in fear and peace at the same time. So what do we do if we feel like we're doing that? Is we begin to pray and to worship. It's the last point. We begin to pray and to worship. Worship team, if you want to come back up. The scriptures we looked at, along with some others, say, cast your cares onto him, for he cares for you. You cannot hold on to that care and walk in perfect and total peace. You have to give it to him. Now look, I get there are some cares, concerns, some challenges that you guys are going through, that this is not going to be a walk in the park, as they say. This is something that is difficult to do, but it's possible to go do because of the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you. 1 Corinthians 14, 33 says this, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. When we choose to think and meditate on our problems, and not on God and on His Word, we forfeit peace, and we experience confusion. If you're walking through a situation and you find yourself saying, I don't know what to do. I'm confused. I don't know what to do. I'm so confused. I'm not sure what to do. I'm so confused. You're not walking in peace. You're not trusting that he really has the solution. You say, but the, the bill is due. Like tomorrow, what am I going to go do? Trust in him. Ask the Holy Spirit. As you pray, what would you have me do? Is there something you'd like me to go do? Or just trust in you? And so often it's just trust. I've got this, he says, so many times. And we waste so many hours of our life worrying, being in fear, not trusting that he will do what he says he will do. The last verse here, Colossians 3, verse 15. 
And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you are also called in one body, and be thankful. Church, I want us to be thankful this week. I want us to enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and then into his courts with praise. I want you to meditate on his word and on who he is, on his promises, on his goodness. I want you to take that concern, that care, and I want you to send it his way and then stop reeling it back. Stop taking it back. Trust. Thanksgiving, guarding our minds, praising Him, and prayer is the key to peace, the supernatural peace that's on the inside, that doesn't come from anything that this world has to offer. the latest gadget, the latest social media platform. You won't find it watching some YouTuber listening to a TED Talk. You find it in him. And we're talking about identity, and our identity in Christ is peace. A peace that is available that we can walk in no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation. Let's pray. Just keep your eyes closed, your heads bowed for a minute. Just ask that you begin to ask the Lord, what is stealing my peace? What situation that I'm going through in my life or in a family member's life or a friend's life is stealing my peace? As you have that situation in your mind right now, I'm going to ask you to ask for forgiveness for not trusting in him. Just begin to ask for forgiveness right now. Father, I am sorry for not fully trusting you, for you are trustworthy. Then I'd just like you to say a short prayer, casting that care to him right now. Don't make this something you got to do later or remember this afternoon when the game's on. Let's just, let's just do it now. Just cast that care to him. Say, Lord, help me in this situation. Forgive me for my unbelief. 
cast it to him this morning. Father, show us if there's something we need to do. Through your Holy Spirit, whisper to us something we need to do. If nothing, may we just rest in peace as we trust in you. And then as we close out this time of ministry here, just begin to Think of the things you're thankful for. Meditate on these things, good things, good things from God. Just begin listing them in your head. You're doing your, this is pre-work. This is pre-work before your homework. Start making the list. Thank you, Lord, for my family. Thank you, Lord, for Jesus. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for my health. Thank you I have a roof over my head. I have a car to drive. Oh, church, we have no idea how blessed we are. (laughs) We're thankful, Lord. We're thankful, Lord. We're thankful, Lord. Praise your holy name. The last step, let's just begin to worship him just for a minute. Raise your hands if you want. Just begin to worship him and thank him for the peace that passes all understanding. Father, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Praise your name. Praise your name. Father, we give you thanks. We give you thanks this week. Thank you for peace and joy and righteousness that are available with your kingdom. And Father, we give thanks to enter into your kingdom. We thank you, Father, for Jesus, for the saving grace of Jesus. Thank you that you forgive us that we can walk in a relationship with you. We thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. You have some homework to do. Some homework to do this week. There's no church service on Wednesday night. So if you want to be in prayer Wednesday night, you can still go do that and be in prayer on Wednesday night, wherever God has you. Uh, We have some prayer leaders coming up here to pray. If you guys want to come up here. If you got a need in your life, if you just want to seal that kind of the message today, come up here, they can pray with you. If you've never made Jesus your Lord and Savior, come up here this morning, and we will pray for you. Let me just read a quick benediction, and I'll get you guys on your way. Romans 15, 13. 1513, now may the God of hope, 
May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, and that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, happy Thanksgiving. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.